So yesterday, we were washing clothes, and excuse my voice, out of nowhere, I was getting ready today, and my ability to breathe and talk at the same time has been affected. Hold on. Okay, there you go. I have, this is my trigger. This is when something goes wrong. I'm blowing into a cup with about a quarter cup of water and a straw. To try to activate my vocal cords because for some reason my vocal cord dysphonia has kicked back in a symptom of yet another symptom of HEDS and I do the podcast daily no matter how I feel because it's kind of like my diary and I share with you everything that I'm doing And I don't know if it was the stress of finding scrud in my washing machine. Have you ever heard of such a thing? We had, we we buy those tablets that you put in your washing machine and do a tub clean. And I did it and all this dirt was in the bottom of the tub. And I thought, well, that's not good. It was like somebody threw a dirt clod in the wash. So I put another tub cleaner in and did it as the same thing. And my husband said, well, don't put another cleaning tablet in it. Do it plain. So I did it plain and yet more dirt. And I kept looking. I could find no hole from where the dirt was coming in. And I was like, what in the world is happening? And the washing machine is much like my body. (laughs) With HEDS, it's like... We're never going to be fixed. There's forever going to be a symptom. Something's going to pop up. And I mean, it's like we're broken. But I I look at it like, I don't know, like the washing machine's a little dirty. It's like temporarily out of service until I figure out the dirt. So my body is unable to do much of anything. I'm sitting in the bed. I can't really walk and talk. It takes too much energy. And then I lose my voice. Not good for a disc jockey, now is it? Well, former disc jockey, hoping to be podcast talkie. (laughs) So, finally figured out what it was. I put vinegar and baking soda, and then you should have seen the bubbling up in my washing machine. It was quite fun. It was like a science experiment. And I washed it a couple more times, and the scrud was kind of gone. So I was able to go back to washing some clothes. But it bothered me that there was scrud residue in my washing machine. And then to be up and walking, and I'm thinking, my pain is so much less because I've been working on my fascia. And I thought, wow, I'm fixed, I'm cured. 
But remember, there is no quick fix. There is no cure. And are we, just because we have this label on us, are we really that label? I mean, H-E-D-S. I was somebody before I had this illness. You were too. Hold on. I got a blow. <laughs> That's what she said. <clears throat> I do that every so often and it gives me opportunity to talk a little bit longer because I won't be able to talk after this. But really, it's like what is a label? I, I'm like I was I I, I was Christy Lynn Hanchy. I was on the radio. Big deal. Who's Christy Lynn Hanchy? You're still Christy Lynn Hanchy. You just have H E D S. Am I going to be defined by that label? It's, ah, oh, ah, oh, it's like my fat granny. My fat granny, there was nothing fat about her except her imagination. She told me that she was Sioux Indian and that she met my grandfather. It was the most beautiful story. She was at the USO in South Dakota and she was at the dance and she saw my grandfather and their eyes met and he took her away from that reservation and she was no longer a Sioux Indian on a reservation. She was now a Sioux Indian in Reedsville, North Carolina. Well, all my life, I was Sioux Indian and proud of my heritage. My friend Jennifer, the ancestry queen, did my ancestry.com thing and found out that my grandmother wasn't in South Dakota when she met my grandfather. How Jennifer finds this stuff out, I do not know. They went wagons across the world in six weeks. I mean, how Jennifer finds this stuff out, I do not know. But my grandmother was in Iowa and my great-grandmother, who I'm named after, that should have been the dead giveaway, Christina, Helena Christina, Jorgensen is not quite a Sioux Indian given name, was not on a reservation. My grandmother, I guess, just created her own, her own world, much like me. But there was nothing fat about my fat granny. I was there. My, my parents weren't together long uh, after I was born, so I was probably about three or four. I remember standing up in, in the tub to rock the boat by the Hughes Corporation. My mom couldn't get me to sit down, and she'd be going, Paul, cut that music off so I can watch this child. And we were getting ready to leave his parents' house in Reedsville to go to see my mother's mother in Greensboro. And he said, come on, Christy, let's get ready and go see your fat granny. And my mother said, Paul, you can't say that. Then she'll call her that, and my mother will be so upset. She was a little plump. My fat granny, five foot ten, not a stick of not a stick or a lick of fat on her. So that's when she stood up and she spoke in the most. Well, I guess it was by her Sioux Indian accent, but she went, "Christina, my sweet meat." That's what she called me, her sweet meat, Christina. You can call me your fat granny. So every time she'd get a letter, the mailman would, would go, Marie, this says to Fat Granny Hudson, I, I, I guess. And she's like, it's me. I'm Fat Granny. So she had a label on her, but she wasn't fat. 
And she was proud of it. Until she wasn't disowned me and all that good. So that seems to be the part of my life, right? <laughs> 89, my eyes, the truck running over me, the canoe, the falling into the table, family disowning me. I, I'm beginning to think it's me. It just must be me. But that part of my family, they stuck very hard to each other. And, well, I lost touch with her, sadly. And she was my fat granny, and I just thought so much of her. And I'll never really know the story as to why she told me she was Sioux Indian. Maybe she just didn't like her upbringing and she created her own. I don't know. But it made me think. We can create our own identities. We can rise above this HEDS diagnosis. I'm sure we've all got scrud in our washing machines and we need to clean it out every now and then. I've got cleaning vinegar ready to go as soon as this wash is done. Every day we try to move forward and, and, and make a difference. And then this diagnosis lays over our heads and it's an invisible illness. And then you can't talk. That's not too invisible. But there's no rational reason for it. I've just learned to realize that when this kicks in, I have to, oh, here I go, I have to start realizing that I can breathe and that this will pass. Hold on, I've got to get my straw. I have to realize that I'm not rushing to the hospital anymore because I don't need an ER doctor. They medicated me with so much breath medication, not for bad breath, but for breathing. A breathing machine, inhalers, it, all these things, and none of that stuff worked because that wasn't the problem. My vocal cord, my flaps flip closed when I'm trying to talk. And something happened that triggered this and I have no idea why. I had to learn how to talk all over again. So sadly, we have an invisible illness where things take over our body and there's no rhyme or reason. There's no reason when you wake up in the morning for your shoulder to be out of, out of place. There's no logical reason for your finger to dislocate when you're shutting the washing machine. There's no rational reason for my voice to do that, what it's doing. It's this HEDS. And we have to remember that they are going to be bad days. They are going to be good days. And daggummit, you're going to share each and every one of them with me. <laughs> We're at what, day 124? I feel like I'm doing, uh, like, uh, what, it wasn't Colonel Clink. Colonel Clink was in Hogan's Heroes. William Shatner was, he wasn't Spock. He was, oh my goodness, you know who I'm talking about, Star Trek. Colonel Clink, Colonel, oh, it's driving me nuts. Oh, I wish I could hear you. Uh, it wasn't Spock. He got all the women, William Shatner, Colonel Oh, it's driving me nuts. I can see it. 
I didn't really watch the show much. But I do remember he'd be like, star date, day 34 or something like that. So this is our diary. We're sharing the ups and downs together. What? Colonel, no. Oh, I can see it. Uh, uh, Chris Pine paid it, played his son in the, in the, in the before. Oh, goodness. Star Trek. William Shatner. Who was he? Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. That's totally going to drive me nuts. Oh, well. Just remember, you might not be who you used to be. And you might not know what you're going to be. Because right now, maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe you feel like there's no hope. But trust me, there is a reason for all this madness. I don't know quite what yet, but there is a reason why we have been given this illness that we did not ask for. We're going to make a difference somehow, some way. I started AWOL Zebra. I intend on it doing something. I'm going to get my CPT certification. I'm going to do the fascia training. I'm going to learn how to move my body without hurting my fascia. I've got to figure out how in that. Now, six months from now, if I haven't done it, you need to like knock some sense into me and say, Christy, get your head out your bum and get a move on. What was that? William Shatner played, like, Colonel Clink. That's Hogan's Heroes. Da, 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 da. Oh, I can't, I can't, I, oh. He, oh, I, I, I can, oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Oh, well, I'll have to think about it another day. But I do appreciate you taking the time to share each and every day with me. And does anybody else get this with their voice? Does anybody else experience vocal cord dysphonia? I figure it's just a cruel joke. You know, I talk to myself. I mean, I can outlast a brick wall because, I mean, I just have endless things to say. They might not mean anything or they might not go anywhere, but I sure as heck can fill dead air. <laughs> I'll never, yeah, my, I'm sure I've told you that story, but my husband and I, we were dating and we were getting ready to get on the ferry to go to Suffolk and we were talking and he looked at me and he said, you know, I understand that seven seconds is a long time to not say anything on the radio, but sometimes it's okay to have silence in real life. I got the message. <laughs> then I got the husband, but I understood. It's okay that I have to talk every minute. But I love my company. When you're alone in bed for over a year, you become your, be your best friend, your biggest company, and you talk to yourself like I'm doing right now. But I hope those of you that are out there listening are having a good day. And just remember... Create your own story. Create your own new you. My fat granny did it. I mean, she went and passed away. And I never knew that she was not Sioux Indian until 20 years later. 
She created her own identity and was quite happy. So don't let yourself be defined by this H-E-D-S. We're going to come up with something new. We're going to figure it out. If you're having a bad pain day, I'm sorry. Rest. If something has subluxed, I hope you get it back in. And thank you for sharing me, blowing through my straw. But as I said, I share every day. The good, the bad, and the ugly. My very first album, my very first Christmas, December 1970. That and Charlie Rich. So I'll leave you on that note. I hope that your day is going well. And if you get vocal cord dysphonia, let me know. And if you can think of who William Shatner played, let me know. It wasn't Spock. It wasn't Colonel. Oh, well, we'll figure it out. Christy Lynn Hanchy, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.